Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. nothing but I don't hear you guys I, I, I just hear blank noise I don't hear well blank noises. I hear nothing. Yeah, damn indeed. Well, can I say that on the radio? Well, I guess it's the internet. Yeah, I, I hear absolutely nothing on my end. Do you want to try a Skype call instead? I can just call you through Skype instead of doing a video. on this one then I don't hear anything still. This is my cell phone and I don't I don't hear anything. Although if the call did go through, it says it's an active line. I don't hear anything.
Is there a setting I should do on my phone? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, you're like cracking me up. Okay. Oh, okay. I hear you now. I hear Look, you now. Your mic, your microphone is really quiet. That's what it says. But uh, I don't know how quiet because it's. My microphone. No. Mine is. Mine is. Mine is. Mine is. Ooh, ooh, what? They can't hear. Hello. Hello. Hi. I hear we you can guys now. You. In the mail. I'll check. Great. It works. <laughs> can you guys hear Ted? You guys can hear Ted. I can hear you through the mic, so I know that you. Hang on, dude. Dude, where's your car? Marty. Oh, it's cold in here. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, it really wasn't me, it was John, but I always play along. Okay, because um, uh, Mel was bringing up the fact of mom figure. Does that make sense? Marty. I just have him as a mom, as a dad figure. He's literally showing me this um, figure is literally, father figure is showing me. Mike? Hello? Yeah, hi. Give me one moment, Mike, and let me just finish up with Michelle really quick, okay? Um, Okay, sure. I'm literally um, feeling um, this father figure is is literally guiding you right now. I feel some really good things that he is, like, helping you, helping doors open for you somehow. I really like his energy. He's, I, I just got goosebumps bumps all over, which means the truth has been spoken. Um, he's also trying to reference a book or something. I don't understand it, but I, but he knows that I'm in a hurry and I'm going to cut the, the transmission with him. So he's trying to get it in really quick, but he's trying to bring up the book. I hope you understand this. Um, but he wants you to know that he's there and he, he wants you to send love mother way. Does that make sense? Um, so I really want you to know that he is there and he told me to tell you that he is listening to you. He hears you. And um, uh, he just said, he just called you baby girl um, and that he's, he's there for you. If it's another nickname, that's the closest. So that's what I heard was baby girl. Okay. Um Thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Okay, sorry, Mike. That's All right. okay. I'm sorry, Michelle, that I had to I had to cut the transmission with them. I hope I hope you understand. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you know, everybody doesn't understand what happened tonight. We don't even understand what happened tonight. Um, oh, it says video been interrupted now. Stephanie <sighs> did. Hang on a second. I see that we're buffering right now. That broadcast oh. was just interrupted. 
<laughs> I, don't, I, I think you guys need to ground and protect the studio. <laughs> Kelly, for real. Yeah, for real. We, we actually don't know what's happening. We've never had any problems. I mean, we're an hour late because of Skype, because that is what actually happened. I had to go through Skype, through all of the connections, and find out what was going on on their end. Can you guys hear us and, still? Yeah, I can I'm, hear you. I'm sure there. Okay. Everybody can hear us now. I mean, I got it corrected, so. Yeah, but I mean, uh, because everybody on Facebook is what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, we may need to take Facebook down and bring it back up. Well, we got too many things going on at once. That's that's not. Shield and bless the studio and. But. Um, any connecting lines? We. Have to get You're going here with Mike. Unfortunately, we have to kind of get the show, get the grip back on our show. Unbelievable. I don't know. I'll check it real quick. Thank you. Mike, so should we wait to have him um, talk about what he's... Whatever you guys prefer. We can wait or we can start. It's up to you. I'm up for either too. Is that really? So it just died basically. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, but I didn't even see that that was unplugged. I wish it was mine, and then I could help at least a little bit. Because I am, I'm not like super tech savvy, but I'm, no, I'm super tech savvy. <laughs> Remember what we were just talking about. I think your live feed just ended. What's that? I think your live feed just ended. It did. Yep. We're going to try and get... Do you want me to use my phone? If you want to. I won't be able to see what anybody says, though. We're having so many difficulties tonight. I'm so sorry. That's okay. No worries. It happens. Not a problem. Listen, it's all tonight with the UFO guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the government. They're trying to block you. See what I'm saying, Mike? See what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> Trump knows yeah. even that I think he's an, is a reptilian. <laughs> That's terrible. But the truth. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of reptilians in the government. I agree with that. Truth. I know you don't think so, but you put everybody to animals. It doesn't mean the same thing. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's okay. 
plan. Oh, that's life. Sometimes it never goes as you want it to. But that's okay. You just roll with the punches. Yeah, that's right. You just roll with the punches and pick yourself up and keep going. And yeah. make light of it, you know? That's right. Okay. Mm, it says live. Yeah. Oh, it says this one ended. All right, hang on. Maybe there's another one. There's the Sheila's on there. Sheila, did you find us? Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me we're sideways now. No, it'll fix. It'll fix. Mm. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to check your um your auto auto thing. <laughs> this is so funny. Yay, we got some of you guys back. Yeah. <laughs> We definitely are sideways today. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you if it's... It just gets better and better, <laughs> Michelle. Said. Everyone, tilt your screens and go. <laughs> it should fix itself. There we go. See, it's starting. It's starting to. <laughs> this is the, like, like, I promise you, we're Best not, we're not this disorganized. <laughs> I don't know what in tonight. This, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you just got to go with the punches. You can't take it. Oh, like, I know. It's just sucks. We're just like having some fun sometimes. That's all. That's all. Yeah, it just, it's. Michelle was supposed to get a reading. That's all. Yeah, it just, it just sucks tonight. No, it, it doesn't suck. You know what? This could be some of our best stuff, guys. Could be, right? could be. All right. Well. Hey, Scott. Well, we're running late, so let's let's get to the rat killing, as All they right. say. So let's see. We have um, we have Mike on the phone now. That's working. Yeah, Mike Panicello from Mufon, Connecticut. He Mutual is with us. UFO. Network. Yep, and uh, he's a from uh, Connecticut, right? Yep, uh, he's been doing UFO research for 20 years. Uh, he's been a member of Move for seven years, and uh, he's been the state director for going on five there. or six years now. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me, unfortunately, right? Get over here! Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> here, can you see me now? Can you see me now? <laughs> yeah, I can move over this way, and you can come this yeah, way. Yeah, because, you know, we had to move to a different camera, and this camera only does the... Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, he's worked on 200 sightings. Holy um, Or yeah. over 200 sightings. That's in, what I wanted him to do. Including uh, abductions. <sighs> Voices are choppy. Yeah, the can't the camera is choppy. I can't hear it. We are um we're really behind in it. Um there's really not a whole lot I can do right now. I know my, my we should have used my phone because my phone has an amazing camera. What are you saying? Mine is garbage? Uh I'm just saying that Samsung is better. <laughs> what is Samsung? But Samsung what? Yeah, no. Mine is the no date. 
Actually, the um, iPhone XX thing, that has the Samsung camera in it as well. Did you guys know that? Mary Hughes, you're back. Yay. This is, yeah, let's just switch yours. Are you, is yours coming, is that coming up? Oh, good, yay. We may switch it out. Yeah, it is super choppy. (laughs) If it's not one thing, it's another. It was, uh, no, it was the other way. Yep. Wait, is that is that wait, is that in the way of the, the camera though right now? Okay. Listen, because I can't be cut out of this. <laughs> I know he was just a minute ago. I was like pulling him towards me. <laughs> I'm like, come here, Dad. You're not in the scene. <laughs> right. I think it was. Just his phone. Well, oh my God, who said that? Michelle, who is Angel of Chaos? I love that. Uh, I don't know, but tonight was the night for anything that could go wrong. It went wrong. You got to go to the new feed. Okay. I was wondering what's going on. It's a new feed right there. Okay. Yeah. So you got to go one more, guys. I'm sorry to do that to you, but unfortunately, this is one of those days. This, oh, this camera one. died because I forgot to plug it in. So oh, we look better now too. I I bet that's why we were fuzzy is because it was getting. I know it probably got was. It. All right. So oh, anyway, catastrophe. Let's, let's, a catastrophe. I love it. <laughs> the night from hell. Listen, there's no hell. such thing as hell. We're in it, babies. All right, let's get back to what we're supposed to be doing here because... Let's just get back to Jennifer. Jennifer? Frozen. I don't know. It's just, I, I can't believe... Are we frozen? <laughs> Michelle's laughing. <laughs> She's like, oh! Michelle. Children's, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was getting to, to die. Mm. Yep, we found that out, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> When so, all of our Facebook friends left us, we need you all to come back. In fact, I'm going to go on my Facebook really quick and go, come back, come back. Yeah, so. Oh, wait, I should have. And I want to get, get to Mike because we're we're yeah. really just, you know, so distraught because of this whole mix-up with everything that was going on. That I just don't get it myself. I don't understand why tonight, of all things, we were having issues. But. <laughs> Uh, you know what? The universe always has reason. Yeah, I guess. You know, so. All right, guys. I apologize again. This is something that was beyond our control. We didn't, we have no idea. We've been doing this a hundred times and the show's been on the air for an hour or for a year and a half. And I guess when things fall, they fall. And we haven't had a fucktastrophe like this before. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst it's ever been. So. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, Mike. Um, but let's let's get into this. Yes, Michelle, share it again. Everybody, share it again. Everybody, share the new so one. So let's get back to this. Um, we are speaking with Mike uh, Panicello from Mufon, Connecticut. I reached out to him actually on LinkedIn. Oh really? Um, and that's how I got a hold of him. That's awesome. Because I wanted somebody from Mufon on here. Um, we we talked to other people. 
um, in the UFO community, but, but never a MUFON representative, and I wanted to have one here to mm-hmm. get the skinny about what MUFON is, what it does, um, and so on and so forth. So, and then I had some questions from people that knew all week long what was going on, and. Yes, folks, even though we're running late tonight, um, we're still going to be giving away um, the T-shirt from from, uh, Ghost of London, and they're also making you an honorary member of their group, so you're going to be getting that tonight. On top of it all, if we can get our bearings here, hello, Diane, hello, Robert, and everybody else, hello, Kristen. Um, Yeah, we need something, so... All right, Mike. So let's 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 get bit, let's get back into this. So twenty years UFO researching. How how did you get into this? To be honest with you, I did. Well, I got into it really because um, I like government conspiracies. You know, back I don't know if you guys remember TLC when it was actually the Learning Channel before it was yeah. the reality TV show that it is now. Of I mean, Boo Boo and all those other crazy things. Right. And. Uh, well, you know, they had a lot of UFO shows, and I started watching them, and I, and I liked them. And they had stuff on, like, Area 51, and that's where the that's where the UFOs were and the alien bodies and how the government was keeping them secret. And I found it intriguing. And then the X-Files were coming out around that time. So the, that kind of played yeah. off it. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, that, that, you know, was younger, so that the whole storyline of that plus what I saw on the learning channel kind of sparked my interest. And from there I started going to the library and getting books. And then, uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember when the internet started to become pretty popular when I was in college, I had access to that and that just opened up a whole, you know, world of stuff. And so what I learned in the books and on TV, I was able to expand my knowledge through the internet and, uh, that's how I got into it. Slowly and surely, I just kept learning and learning and fell more and more in love with the subject. The whole thing with the X-Files, I mean, I'm a huge X-Files fan. I love that stuff. It was fun. It was a great show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they brought it back, too. That was fun, yeah. I liked it. The X-Files was great. And I've always been interested in the UFO uh, phenomenon. 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 And, <laughs> and, and all the stuff that goes on with it, you know, there's there's right from the beginning of the abductions that you saw on TVs, uh, actually the movies that they would make of it, right? And then you, you know, as a as a I don't know, as a watcher, you wanted to get more information, basic truth and stuff like that. And unfortunately, with the movies, they don't tell you everything, right? So, and that was another no. reason. I, I figured if we brought Mike on, maybe he could, you know, fill us in on certain things that happened through MUFON with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, Absolutely. You know, Pass the let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's dive right in. So how does somebody come in contact with MUFON about having a UFO experience? Do they just call you, or how does that happen? Uh, yeah, both ways. The easiest way, so MUFON has a national website. It's MUFON.com. We have a we have a website, Connecticut um, MoveOnCT.com. Both websites have a link where you can fill out a sighting report, and you fill out your report, and it goes into a national database. And then, depending on where you have your sighting, so in our case, it would be Connecticut. So if you are in somewhere in Connecticut and you have a sighting, 
it will then be sent, and when I mean it will, the computer will automatically filter it to the state director, and then they will assign it to a field investigator, and then a field investigator will actually reach out to you and try and make contact with you to go over your sighting, whether it's a it's an abduction kind of sighting um, experience, I should say, or if it's just a sighting like, hey, I saw something in the uh, sky, and I have a video or a photo, or so most of the times you don't get that. But that's really the easiest way to do it. Sometimes yeah. people contact us through email or Facebook. Uh, mm. We have a, a Facebook page, and they'll send us a direct message, and then we can reach out to them that way as well and start a case file and then cool. assign someone to go out and uh, investigate it. So what is your – I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know if you have the answer for this, but yeah. what is your pers- – percentage of like abduction calls I mean do you really get those or do you I mean is it like one percent two percent or is it mostly just sightings well I don't have this exact number for the national on hand but I can tell you for Connecticut since I've been state director I've only done three abduction cases um, most of them so they're rare that's not to say that they don't happen more it's just that a lot of times people don't want to report them because of the event itself. They yep. don't feel comfortable yet embracing it, so they don't want to talk about it, so they repress it. And sometimes years later they might um, want to come forward, and that happens a lot in in other states. But Connecticut, we've only had three that were reported to us and that we've investigated. So um, of the, I think, in our for Connecticut. Since 1990, there's like 690-something cases in our database, maybe 2% for abductions. They're very wow. rare in Connecticut. Wow. Is there is there another area of the U.S. that has higher percentage of abductions? Well, the, the, the states that have the highest sighting reports and um, probably abductions would be California, Pennsylvania, um, mm-hmm. Florida, are usually in the top five. Um, oh, wow. The others that were rounded out would be like New York might come in there as the as the fourth. Um, and the fifth usually just varies between the different states. But the t- those top ones are usually within the, always on the top. California always leads the pack. Probably because there's so much in their skies. Right. right. I, I'm curious because I've, I was doing some research um, over the weekend on UFO sightings and um, whole conspiracy thing with the government has really um, exploded again. I mean, there's a lot of things where the government just recently said that um, they did have a UFO program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know we know about Project Blue Book. We know about certain things like that. But um, I was well. I was gonna. It's a part of our news that we do. Um, but it says the Pentagon. Let me. I'm gonna read this real quick. Um, this was released, and it says. Um, Does it say when it was released? December, I think. Uh-huh. Right? It was when the first article came out from the New York Times. One of them was through the New York Times, yes, in December. But this one here, it says the Pentagram, or Pentagram, Jesus, <laughs> my mind, my mind is gone. The Pentagon said on Saturday that 
its long-secret UFO investigation program ended in 2012 uh, when U.S. defense officials shifted attention funding to other priorities. But as to whether the Advanced Aviation Threat Identified Identification Program has continued to investigate UFO sightings since its funding, they said no, it ended five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because it know. couldn't be, it was always ranked as unexplained phenomenon. They had no other information other than that. But the New York Times reported on Saturday that the Hush Hush program tasked with investigating sightings of identified flying objects or UFOs ran from 2007 to 2012 with $22 million in annual funding secretly tucked away in U.S. Defense Department budgets worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Wow. So Imagine that. What what that's saying is we could have... Yeah, I mean, I think it's great, but could that money have been going to something else? Like getting people off the street in real right. homes instead of them uh, sleeping on the street? Universal health care? Yeah, mean, I mean, any of that could have helped. I mean, I understand that, that we want to know what's out there. Right. I get that. But billions of dollars? Come it, on. And here's the other thing. We still are, haven't researched our own oceans to the very bottom. We still don't we know what's there, living down there. there so far down. Right. And it's like, I understand that we have to, you know, search. And you would figure that with the amount of people calling in, say, like MUFON or government agencies, FBI, CIA, so on and so forth, saying, hey, I've been abducted or I've seen a UFO. What can you do for me? Is it really millions and billions of dollars for somebody to go talk to somebody and say, hey, let's let's get your story? I mean, if anything, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's just so much out there. I mean, we are paranormal investigators, and we don't even charge the people. Right. So if we can do it with no money, right, with right. no funding, right. what the hell does the government need money for to do this? Unless they're well, sending things, you know. You know, you do have to fly first class to get there, Ted. <laughs> yeah, you have to own your own to, airplane. I'm they sorry. They need to eat really well, Ted. Come on. That's true. um... That's true. So, (laughs) you know, I have to ask, I mean, is the CIA involved with MUFON at all when it comes to UFOs and and stuff like that? Do you know if if they're working hand-to-hand with MUFON at all? Not to my knowledge. I've never heard of anything being involved with them. I actually had someone ask me if we knew what the government's role was with MUFON, and I wasn't sure there was a role. I didn't know if they were working together or not. But No, um, we have no role with them. We're okay. an independent organization. We're a nonprofit. We started in 1969 okay. um, as the Midwest UFO Network, and we expanded out. So we, we haven't been founded by the CIA, if that's what you're trying to allude. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just asking a question from somebody that asked me. Um, I belong to a couple big uh, UFO organizations. Uh, their websites on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, their their groups, and um, when I told them that we were interviewing, there was a, a few questions about the CIA and the government involvement with MUFON, and it's like I have no idea. And I figured if I asked you, you would know. Um, but that was it, pretty well, much. To my knowledge, I don't know of anything of that nature. Okay. And I don't believe that they would um, be involved. We do have, but, you know, the Internet is, is full of conspiracies on and of itself. So I'm sure you can find something out there that will say that we are and something that will say that we aren't. But I, I, I know that we're not. Well, I know the well, people know. that are in the leadership positions and right. they're out there for the truth. They're not there to 
to try and, you know, right. backdoor I'm deal that- something with. I have a friend that actually um, joined MUFON, and I know that he had to go through all this testing and all this stuff. So they're pretty – they want to know who you are, and, and if you're working for them, they want to know that you're credible. And uh, exactly. I think that's amazing. You know, they, they gave them tests and everything else to do, and uh, um, he's a great guy too. He was a 32-year uh, policeman um, with the state police, and he works for MUFON, but – I don't know what, you know, where and move on. I just know he works for him now. That's that's all I know. But um, he works um, for me part time. So yeah. Well, I know the leadership, and I know that you know they're they're. I believe they have very good integrity. Um, the the director, the executive director, uh, the director of investigations, uh, and even the rank and file, the state directors. I know many of them. And um, they're honest people that just, you know, want to find the truth. They don't have a hidden agenda. They're not out there to scam you. Um, I know MUFON's gotten some bad press recently. That's one bad apple in the tree. And um, that's not the rank and file. It happens to every every form of, of stuff like this. Even in the paranormal, we have that. So, I mean... You know, there's always a bad apple and a whole batch. I mean, that's that's the way it is. And and one person can really throw a wrench into what you're, you're working for. But you know, I I do believe that MUFON is an organization that really wants to wants the truth, and they really do want to help people. It's sort of like they try the gee, best they can. Yeah, and, and I think that's what a lot of these groups that are out there that do in the paranormal field or cryptozoology and so on and so forth. I think most of them, their heart is in the right place. It's mm-hmm. just I'll be honest with you, money is an issue. I mean, we don't have the government's money, even though it's really our money. You know I mean? If you're working, right. it's your money. Right. But um, right. It, it's tough. I mean, MUFON has been around, like you said, since 1969. And, I, and the cases that they've been on, only we can, you know, dream about. I mean, being directly involved in something um, phenomenal is a – is like a real UFO story or landing abduction or something like that. I mean, I know for myself, I would love to hear and see more of that stuff. And it's a shame that it's not more public, to be honest with you. Right. But we also know that the government is going to say the main core of the human race is not ready for, you know, are are there really aliens? Well, you know, has been trying to. Oh, sorry. What? No, 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 no. Go, oh, go ahead. Go for it. Mufon's been trying a lot more in the last year to get out what they're what they have in the way of cases that are coming in. The if you're a member of Mufon, I'm not pushing anyone to join it, but they do have a monthly journal. They they post a lot of cases and a lot of information out there. On their website, they have something now the top ten cases. Um, that are unexplained or of interest that's free to, to access. So they're trying to get that information out to start sparking more interest in the field um, and trying to get people that information out there so it doesn't seem so secretive. What's I funny think that's a good is, thing. Yeah, I think so too. But mm-hmm. what's funny is, is like in, just in the paranormal, uh, just basic paranormal. When like I've asked people before, it's like, do you know what MUFON is? And people will say no. And I'm like, I wouldn't have known. There's a lot of people that don't 
yeah, know, I didn't know what MUFON is. Right. And I think that's... Until I looked into it a little bit. Yeah, I think right. that's the other thing is just the awareness of, of people knowing that there's an organization like this out there. Yeah. You know, I'm, um, yeah. the other thing, too, is like there are plenty of people out there that would rather believe in UFOs and aliens than they would some of the stuff in their own backyard. I mean, to be true. honest with you. That's true. You know, conspiracy Absolutely. theories and all this. I mean, yep. I, we've got one here that, I mean, John... <laughs> doesn't necessarily believe in Bigfoot, but he would rather believe in UFOs, I think. Listen, I've had an experience. Right? I mean, what, what's your – what's your – Yeah, I totally believe that we've been visited or – Have you have you had an experience yourself? No. No, but I've been watching the evidence over the years. The yeah. Ancient reading, aliens and all that yeah. stuff. The reading that I used to do before ancient aliens came on to reinforce all of it, I mean uh-huh. – there's a lot of evidence out there. I agree. I agree. An awful lot. Actually, yeah. it's, I would put it into the realm of overwhelming. Right. right. You know, there's a lot of evidence that cannot be explained in the conventional sense. There's there's UFO and unexplained sightings going all the way back to, the, you know, pre-Bible time. Right. Um, you know, there's there's an awful lot of information. Well, the Egyptians, the, the Babylonians, all these, you know, all these people from way back when had, you know, pictures drawn of, of right. UFOs and aliens and people coming down. Right. I mean, so to, to sit here and say they don't believe or that didn't exist or whatever the case may be, is it's kind of arrogant of us, you know? Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, we have to believe there's something else out there. Why would we be the only, you know, free-thinking animal in the, in the universe? Come on, that would be actually pretty egotistical of humans if well, they actually yeah, believe it. sure, but oh, wait, I mean... never mind. I just explained it myself. Yeah, but, but, but no, and I totally get it. And yeah. that's why, you know, with like MUFON, I, I think it's amazing that they have, I mean, I was looking, MUFON has representatives in almost every single state. That's amazing. And, and so organizations. I, do, I mean, this is, this is not a swing. This is, this is a, no, but you know something I, I, heard, <coughs> I heard when Mike was talking? Hmm. He said that you go to the national thing, they fill out a form, and then it gets sent to where it goes. So they to a all national, yeah. So it's to a national database. One form. But, and, and we were just discussing this we last week about where how paranormal investigators need to use one, one form, form, and then it gets submitted to one database. Right. And um, that, oh unfortunately, that takes money. You know, so right. I mean, unless you it have it takes a, administration. That too. Somebody true. has to administrate the whole thing. Right. Because, I mean, when it comes down to it, who's who's going to do it? Right. Uh, you can do it, and you can point the finger at me and say, I'm going to do it, and then we're, like, back at square one, right? Yeah, I could, but I don't – I mean, it's got to be somebody that's that's active, that's somebody that has the knowledge, somebody that's willing that, – that, that's able to do it. I mean, they have to know the computer stuff. They have to know right. – the, I mean, they have to but be very intelligent. think about it this way. Think about it this way. Other than MUFON, there's probably individuals that go and do research for UFOs as well. And we know this. We, we know that there are individuals that go doing research. Right. But that's, what, that's where we get into the issues because they have a national thing. Right. We don't have a national thing right. for paranormal. Right now, Paranormal Warehouse is the largest organization that I know of that has anything like that. And but I don't do even have a but form. I don't know if they have a, a database. I know there's probably right. one out there somewhere. Um and, and I challenge like we started last year, I challenge 
I challenge, like, <laughs> with all the, the, the problems that we were talking about, what's happening in the paranormal right. field, that, you know, we challenge these people. Hey, you, you know, you got something to say, come here. And the same when it comes to a national database. If you mm-hmm. know it, if you know where it is, and you know who to contact, get a hold of us because right, we would like to right, know and have right. this information to send out to other people. And this is why we interview people like Mike is because there are probably thousands of people out there that didn't know there's an organization they can contact yeah. about UFOs. In fact, some of our, some of our peeps have set that in here. They, they they've didn't been asking know. questions. They didn't know until tonight that there was an organization. And like just said, they've been around since 1969, which is amazing. 69? Oh, I thought yeah, it was 69. 60. <laughs> what was it, Mike? I can't. For some reason, it's 69. 69. Yeah, 69. It's 1969. It's escaping me. What was the original? What was the, the big case with the um, the balloon? They said it was a balloon, but it was a UFO, or they said it was a UFO crash, but then the government covered it up with the, the balloon. Was it Texas, about the I think? 1948 Roswell? Maybe, maybe that's what it Roswell? was. Roswell? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what Roswell, it was. Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, because yeah, they're Roswell. bringing Area 51 in here. I also wanted to know about other areas, Mike, if you don't mind. They were talking about, um, well, Eric had said operations have moved to Area 52 now. 51 is slowly slowly dying off. Um, they've asked about, because uh, Stephanie had said, what about Nevada? I was just kidding. Um, what about Nevada uh, for Area 51? And then Michelle said Colorado. And then Eric had said 52 because 51 is slowly dying off. So what is your take on all of this? I mean, we've got to know well, that there's, Mike, there's got to be other areas where the government is hiding this oh, stuff from absolutely. the people. So, what 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 can the Roswell on? crash? They think, huh? uh, well, the Roswell crash. They think that it, it once the debris was collected by the government, it was actually moved to Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, right. including the bodies of the aliens that they recovered. Now there's there's room that it was three, some say four. I mean, it, all the accounts vary a little bit, but um, they general consensus is that from eyewitness testimony is that there is uh, at least three and there were alien bodies. There were greys. They most likely were greys. Um, they had right. the general description of greys. Area 51, I don't think is where probably where they are. There's, there's a rumor that there's an S4, a secret location. Bob Lazar mentioned that a little bit. If you ever checked out um, one of his YouTube postings, um, then there's another one. Uh, Popular Mechanics had an article a few years ago saying that Area 51 was moved out to Utah to the um, they have a very large test range out there. They did you like biological weapons testing or something? I forget the exact name of it. It's escaping me for a minute. Um, but uh, it could be out there. There's also the Lockheed Skunk Works plant out in California, Edwards Air Force Base could have some stuff. Um, if you want to dive into the conspiracies, you know, there could be an underground base somewhere. There's, there's ideas of that, of that being a possibility. There's a rumor that even Wright-Patterson had underground bases, uh, not underground base, but underground tunnels and locations. So that's all the that's where the internet and where most researchers have pointed to as possible locations for where these artifacts have recovered um parts that have gone to like bell lab parts of the roswell crash has supposedly gone to bell labs and other 
various research organizations and colleges and universities, but they weren't told that this was an alien craft. They just said, like, this is foreign technology, figure out how to work. Uh, so these people, these scientists and engineers get these, like, pieces of debris, and then they reverse engineer it. So parts have gone out to universities as well as the private industry. Private industry is a good place to hide them because, if you know, private industry is not controlled by the Freedom of Information Act. They can right. call it corporate secrets, and no one's the wiser. So you're going to hide a whole spacecraft in, like, you know, some factory of a aerospace company, and they can say, well, that's a company secret. We don't have to tell you anything. So uh, there's a lot of places it could be these objects could be hidden, and those are just a few where people speculate that they could be or at one time were. Maybe not anymore, but at one time, especially Wright-Patterson. Wright-Patterson seemed to be the main spot that they went to um, after the Roswell crash as, as the location for the first set of uh, reverse engineering and possibly okay, so storage. All right, Mike. So then we have to we have to assume then. I mean, the the way this this is, is that you are a believer of the UFOs and of the aliens. And what? I'm in, totally a believer. You are or not? Yes. I am totally yeah. a believer. I, I absolutely believe that they're out there. Um, the evidence is just too overwhelming. Uh, I, I think the best evidence for it would be in the ancient. And the ancient aliens, the good ancient alien evidence, not some of this stuff that you see on TV that's hyped and, you know, exploited for. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff out there. Even the earlier episodes of the TV show Ancient Alien, Aliens did a great job of explaining the evidence. And, you know, we got people that we can't even duplicate some of their functions today. We can't build a pyramid, for example. We say we could, but not to the level of magnitude that they did back then. Um, so just on that alone, I, I can't see how there's or Pumapupu with the exact laser cuts of the rocks. I mean, it looks like a laser cut them, perfect 90-degree angles, and they're telling me that they did this with stone tools and carving. <laughs> I don't think so. So I think there's just so much evidence, so much circumstantial evidence. And then you get into the eyewitness testimony with Roswell. There's a lot of researchers out there like Tom Carney, a witness to Roswell, and that has gotten deathbed confessions from people that actually were there um, and corroborated it through multiple witness testimony. I mean, stuff that in the court of law, we put people in jail for, you know, witness testimony, deathbed confessions without a smoking gun. And all that information is out there for ufology, but yet people still don't want to believe it. But I believe it, and I just think the evidence is overwhelming. Now, what do you think changed the mind of the government to start giving us information? Come on, there's a lot of stuff out there. But there's a lot of stuff out there they're still not telling us. I mean, if you looked at the Blue Book... You look at Blue Book when they when they released that. Mm-hmm. You only could see like certain words, like two, and then everything else is blacked out. Of course, you it know. Is. Yeah. So well, the redactions were huge, and yeah. a large part of the large part of Project Blue Book was disinformation too. 
it was to kind of oh. throw you off track and, and, and minimize what's really going on. Well, you know, there was a project that the government did called Project Sign, and that was in the late 40s. And the conclusion of Project Sign is that, and it was to look into this phenomena of UFOs that all of a sudden were popping up in the, in the, in the U.S. after the first atomic bombs went off. And people wanted to answer it. People, I mean the public, so they did a thing called Project Sign. And it was a government-sponsored uh, report. And they concluded that it was, they had no idea what it was. It was possibly out of this world. And that, the government didn't like that. They went into Project Rudge, which said it's like, you know, swamp gas and crazy people. And then that didn't really satisfy people. So then they went into Project Blue Book and then the Condon Report, which we all know was just a PR stunt to find a way to close the Blue Book files. And then supposedly they stopped doing research into the Project Blue Book files and looking for UFOs when they ended. Now we know that's not true. They were still looking into it. So, and they probably are now. I mean, this is a, they've been lying about this since the closing of Project Blue Book. And in the background, they've been silently investigating stuff. So, right. and to answer your question, what changed their mind about, um, them doing disclosure. I, I think they've always kind of done a little bit disclosure. You know, in my group, we've talked a lot about how, you know, we, um, how this Hollywood might have helped play a role in it. For example, E.T., maybe there was a rumor that when um, Ronald Reagan saw the movie E.T., he commented to Steven Spielberg that, yeah, this is pretty close. The end of first um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Mm-hmm. With the um, guys, I mean guys, they were walking on to the spaceship. They were all these astronauts. That's kind of a reference to Project Serpo, if you ever researched that, about an exchange program between uh, the government of the United States and an alien civilization that supposedly happened. Um, so I think they've always kind of, but I think now that people are out there and the Internet has brought so many people together, and have all these ideas talking, and now, you know, you you can interview a witness and immediately post it online. Right. The government is probably trying to realize, well, you know, maybe we got to get out ahead of this. Maybe we got to slowly let this out a little bit. But uh, they're still not really denying anything. They're still not really admitting anything. Although, if you notice, other countries, France, England, Chile, they've all released their UFO files. So a lot of other mm. countries are more open about the UFO files than our government. Yeah, I, I read well. that somewhere that a lot of these other smaller countries are doing that. They're they're releasing stuff. And, you know, I think this plays back to this whole situation that was explained to us um, earlier on um, with a couple other guests that we had, that the reason that the government doesn't release all this stuff at once is because of fear that we're not ready for it and maybe if they start leaking a little bit at a time that would give us enough awareness to kind of be ready for it but then again let's how about let's, our government just be honest well with us? i get that but let's take it off the ufos for a minute because if okay. you look at all the other things that are out there like okay do we believe in atlantis that it actually existed i do do we believe in mer people 
would like to. You would like to. What about Bigfoot? Because there are there are certainly people out there that see this creature all the time. There well, is there is a million sightings, and 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 Bigfoot has been on cave walls. Right. You know, and every Native American, like we're going to be interviewing Ad Edmo, who is a, a a Native American that actually has stories about Bigfoot that has been translated from generation to generation. So, right. is the government covering up that? Of course. So there is enough stuff out there. So. <laughs> I guess my point is, is yes, Cindy, I guess the government needs to like step up and start telling the public what's really going on. Um, at least give us enough to satisfy us to where we're not running scared, I guess is the best uh, way to put least, it. But At least give us the reports and don't make them look like an adoptee's birth record, right? All blacked out of information. I mean, we don't need that. We need actual definitive information. If you're going to open the book and show us, Bargain, do it. Right. Do right. it. Be honest. Stop giving us all of this bullshit. You talk about all these other countries yeah. and and theirs and what they don't tell their people. But what about the U.S.? We do this consistently. We are forever kept in the dark on everything, and we get blacked out reports on what they've released. Oh, they're being honest with us. They're releasing it. No, it's just bullshit on top of bullshit. Right. Right. Well, I, I have to agree with you there because it's happening. And I'm sure that MUFON gets reports of stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that we don't see, but they have more information. They mm-hmm. they can. Right. They're, they're, they're up here to where they can release the information, which they do. They share as well as collect and, and get stories and so on and so forth. I mean, I, being part of a nonprofit organization like GVPI, some of what we do is we educate as well as collect stories right. and information. I think that's what these organizations should be doing. So I'm sure like with you, Mike, that if something is, you know, like an abduction or UFO sighting, I'm sure you're not hiding that from anybody, correct? You're, you're. No, I give lectures. Yeah. I give lectures all over the state of Connecticut. And I, my lecture title is um, sightings in Connecticut, UFO sightings in Connecticut. And I have three or four slides on on our abduction cases. I have the photos of the evidence that we have on our slides. I'm very upfront with everything, and so is everyone in my chapter and and within you and within the organization as a whole. We don't try and we're not some government conspiracy. We're trying right. to get that information out. And if you look at our mission statement, it's the one of it is is to provide education. So whether you're in Connecticut or in Missouri or California, you'll see that each chapter is running different events. We we hold monthly meetings, chapter events, public outreaches to try and get that information out to you to, and to bring in the speakers. You know, at, at my event, I, I can't speak for other chapters how they run theirs because the, every state director can run their chapter as they want within the mission statement of provide education for the people. Um, people, I mean, the people within their state. For Connecticut, the way I run it is I do lectures um, throughout the state of Connecticut. I'm always in, no, I'm in different libraries, crisscrossing the state. And we have a monthly meeting the first Saturday of every month, and I bring in Skype lectures. I have people talking about USOs. I had a person talk about UFO sightings. This coming Saturday is our next meeting. I have a guy coming in from Skype that's going to talk about sightings in the 
in the central part of Connecticut, um, in the country, like Delaware, um, Maryland, uh, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. So that little cluster of states, he's going to talk about the sightings there. So if you want to learn about that, you, you, you can learn what's going on. I got a guy coming in. Uh, I had a lady come in and talk about UFO statistics, the statistical sightings of what's going on in the country and the way of where the sightings are, how much they are. So that's how I educate my state is by bringing in these experts and then, then going out and disseminating the information. And most of the state directors, or all of them to some degree, do something similar. I have a friend that's in New Mexico. She's just starting a new chapter out there. Um, for her section, so it's it's still very small, but uh, she ran an event on how to be a field investigator. So if you want to learn how to do sighting investigations, she was showing people how to do that. That's so awesome. that's we're we're as open as you can be, and we try to be. At least my state does. So John asks question a couple of questions here. He said, "Does uh, Mufan have any interaction with SETI or the Breakthrough Initiative?" Um, not, not to my knowledge. I think that they did in the past. I don't know what their status is now regarding that. Um, he can always email, um, move on headquarters and the, their email address is on their website and ask them directly. Um, but that's not involved with Connecticut. So I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that, um, Robert said, is we need disclosure, and I just want to add, we need full disclosure. Yeah, I agree. Okay, folks, we got to take the second here. We just added a photo on Paratalk Radio's website, as I mean, on the Facebook site for Paratalk Radio, as well as the members page. Take a look at the photo. It's a photo of someone wearing a Ghost of London T-shirt. The first person that calls, you have to be caller four, so you want to call 323-642-1102. You have to be caller four. You will win the T-shirt. You will also win honorary membership with the Ghost of London, So, which is I the UK the group. So you have to be caller number four. So make sure do not write down who you think it is. You need to call the number 323-642-1102. Tell us who is wearing that shirt. And if you can tell me who is wearing that shirt, you will win the shirt as well as honorary membership with the Ghosts of London in the UK. We're going to take a quick break, commercial break, and we'll be right back with you, Mike. Don't go anywhere. Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. All right, so I'll repeat it one more time. We just posted a picture on Facebook, Paratalk Radio. Um, there's a photo there of a gentleman wearing a Ghost of London T-shirt. If you can be caller number four, you will win that. Now it's displayed on the Facebook page and our own members page on Facebook. 
So you have to be calling number four. And uh, as soon as you call me and tell me who it is, you win. And uh, those guys will be... Those guys will be sending it over to you. And if you know what this is, this is our news time. Weird news, paranormal news. Mike, you can definitely put your opinion in here um, on this if you'd like to, but we just take a moment and we talk about the news that uh, has been happening around the world where it comes to as in paranormal or weird or just strange news. And uh, like I said earlier, we were going to talk about the uh, – UFO thing, but since we had Mike here, we felt it had been easier just to talk to him about it. So, the first story that I have for you on, on uh, Weird Paranormal News is, <laughs> you're going to love this one, um, if I can get this to come down now, what the hell is going on here, um, anim- animal captured on video after mauling dogs in Argentina. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes, it says... Is it El Cupacabra? I can't say it. Cupacabra. Or Zool. An image Zool. circulating on the internet of a dog-like creature from hell that was allegedly spotted in Argentina after having killed two large dogs as baffling scientists. The lanky creature is definitely not human, and it is definitely not like any canine we've ever seen. But what exactly could it be? According to reports, the thing was captured on camera in Santa Fe. Locals say it looked like a camel with long with a long neck and a small head, and that it was responsible for a death of a German shepherd and a pit bull. The mm. creature dis, disappeared shortly after the blurry image was captured, which has opened the floodgates for speculation and skepticism in social media. Um, some people say it's probably a dog who has not ate in a while. Um, that one in um, elongated. Other ones say a few. A few echoed the hungry dog with mange theory. That's what, what? they're saying. Come on. So there is no tail. The left upper arm seems to be very thin. The lower arm Hi, appears disproportionate, disproportionately long and very thin. The left front paw or hand with a question mark. Uh, it looks like its hand turned inside but hard to tell, so like it's backwards. So a chupacabra, yes. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe a feline. Robert says it's a Nubis warrior. Okay, all right. Yeah, because actually Nubis did look like that. He had an elongated neck. Well, there was a statement here. It says, I saw one of these things in Virginia in 2005. It was crossing a bridge, and we came upon it, said another viewer. It blew my mind because it looked at us and turned and began moving just like a kangaroo would and cleared the concrete bridge wall easily and dropped at least 15 to 20 feet. What? And they saw it in Virginia. So this is the picture of the creature. Is that painted on the wall, though? I don't know. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, it sort of looks like a, um, you know what? It's an alien dog. It doesn't even even look like a dog, though. I mean, I can see it because it's, like, on force, but I really think that thing gets around. Well, we have have hairless cats. Maybe it's a hairless dog. Maybe it's a, it it could be a, um, um, a Great Dane. Hi, Lex. You know, why couldn't it be a Great Dane? Lex. Luther is on. Hi, Lex. How Superman? And <laughs> <laughs> that's why I called her that. So, so what do you think, Mike? What do you think about a weird alien dog? 
I think anything's possible, but I I would like to see it. Could yeah. be a demon would... dog. A demon dog. Uh, I think uh... that's more would be what it is than an alien dog, but um, well, you can you know. actually view, you can view it if you'd like to. It's actually viewable on outerplaces.com. Outerplaces. Outerplaces.com. That's cool. Is where I found it. You think it. a gray would play uh, fetch with that thing? A gray <laughs> alien? <laughs> I don't know. I think the gray would be scared that it would eat it. Maybe. All right. So now we're going to go back to. Here's your second story. Okay. The quote. End of the world is today. Here's why we're still here. So this was that whole big thing that uh, in the beginning of the world, according to practice doomsday diviner David Mead, on April 23, 2018, Mead said the sun, the moon, and Jupiter will line up in constellation Virgo, and the alignment will bring a biblical disaster written all over it. Well, what's today's date, the 29th? No, today's the 30th. The 30th. So we're still here. Um, right. In the Bible, Revelations 12, I feel like I'm in church. Anyway, in the Bible, Revelations 12, 1, 2 speaks of a woman clothed, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head, who labors to give birth to a dictator who will ultimately bring about the world's end. Mead did a lot of numeric and cosmic gymnastics to come up with today's apocalypse. One that, of course, will not come true, it says. The same passage used for today's prediction was also the basis for Mead's end-of-the-world prediction last year when he said that the sky would essentially fall on September 23rd. So why are we still believing this guy? We don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe he needs to have so, a mental health check. Well, it says, in fact, current forecast seems to have long rooted because Baptist preacher William Miller made multiple failed doomsday predictions, and one of them was for April 23rd, 1843. Come on. Sadly, perhaps for me, the planet Jupiter will appear not in Virgo, but in the constellation Libra from Earth's perspective. The sun will appear to align with Aries, while the moon will lurk into the constellation Gemini today, according to the Sky Live. So here's the thing, folks. I mean, how many since I was a kid have we said the day was going to, that the the earth was going to end? Well, if you remember when when the computers were turning to 2000, everything everything was was going to shut shut down. The Y2K, remember? Yep. yep, Holy cats, we were going to all die because all of our electronics were going to go ballistic. And it was all going to, society was going to go. Kaboom. Yep. Yeah. Heather two four. Yeah, and I I myself, I don't believe that, uh, I think that if if the world is going to end, it's going to come from either our own hand Mm -hmm. or it's going to be from. An asteroid? Well, it could be an asteroid, but I really truly believe that if aliens and UFOs um, truly exist, I mean, there are theories out there. I mean, and Mike can probably tell you this, that I have heard from people in um, the UFO community, I guess the best way to put it is, they believe that humans are here to be extinguished slaves. We're here to, to mine their minerals. Well, We're here to... is what I have to say to them. Uh, okay. <laughs> so... 
I mean, have you heard that theory, Mike, that we're here just to serve the gods, as they put it? I mean, are the UFOs the greys? Are they? No. Well, it's not the greys. It's the Anunnaki, supposedly, is what they were called. And, yeah, I've heard that theory. I've also heard the idea that the aliens have created us, um, like, as a science experiment, basically, or they were the missing link that took a primitive chimps and turned us into men or women or whatever you want. I also heard the theory that um, the, we are food for them, particularly like the reptilians. Um, you know, they use our bodily fluids to, um, they kind of like absorb them into their skin. I mean, there's all kinds of theories or hypotheses out there that are circulating of, yeah. of that. I don't particularly believe a lot of them. I don't either. I think they actually want to learn more from us. So my experience that I had was um, uh, they wanted experimentation. Well, if you because hear almost, nothing like they've seen before. Well, you've heard stories, and you've I mean, and they put it on TV so that we all would know it. Even in search of did it, where they said people were abducted and they were probed, they were. Um, they were microchipped. They were, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And if, if, if the aliens actually, well, let's do it this way. There's more than one race of alien that has come to our planet. This is what sure. we're yeah. told. Sure, yeah. So I, I maybe that. the grays are the good ones, mm-hmm. and then maybe there's a dark gray or a black, and maybe there's a green or, you know what I mean? Maybe there's different species that have been here, and they're all curious in who we are, what we are, yeah. and how far advanced we are, and they're, they're checking it. us out because think, we may yeah. be food for some of them. Think we about may it be. this way. In India, they have gods that are extremely tall blue men. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Those I actually have seen, and I've actually communicated with them. So that's how they made me understand that they have been here before, that, the, that India has created a god. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, if you look at the abductions and, and you look at the way that they do track a lot of times abductions happen within a generation of a family. Um, but maybe it skips a generation, maybe it doesn't, but it's usually within a family. And I always relate this to might- think of how we do um, testing today. You know, we have lab rats because they go through generations so quickly. You can you can track the lineage. Maybe right. we're just lab rats to them, you know, tracking their experiments throughout. Um, yeah. Well, it was with me and my daughter. Um, they actually, like, I always had dreams, like I can remember being younger, having dreams. And then my daughter, uh, was about three or four and she started talking about the gray man. And all of a sudden one day I was paralyzed and I knew what was happening, but I couldn't do anything about it. They were taking my daughter and I relinquished all ties. They were not allowed to come anymore. That was it. I was done. Hmm. I took away their carte blanche. Hmm. I said, There's I don't... another theory that they're out there. They don't have souls, so they're curious about the human soul, and that's one of the reasons why they might be investigating us as well, because 
they they don't have souls they want souls that's another one that's just started to come up for a little while wow i don't i don't know if i necessarily agree you know with and, it, and but... all that makes me think of is because i've heard stories about like the Bigfoot and the Dogman and some of these weird creatures that are on our planet. Mm-hmm. And we never noticed them before, some of them, but then there was ones that, you know, have been here forever that like the Native American have seen. It, you know, there's there's certain people that believe that those were creatures brought here by the aliens to mm-hmm. keep an eye on us or to, um, I don't know, something. But it, it, all of this is theory. All of this is can't be believable. And all of it, but you know what? The smallest thing could be true with some it, of this stuff. It certainly could be. Listen, I've done a past life regression on somebody, and they did not want to know. They said, I have something. I need to just regress to a certain point in my life. I do not. I, I just want to know what happened. I don't want to go any further. That's it. I just want acknowledgement. Um, and it was not just her. It was her and her boyfriend at the time. And they were on their way from, uh, they were on I-90 between Rochester and um, they were close to the Leroy exit coming back from Buffalo late at night. Um, they both had a several hour time span where neither of them could remember what happened. When she woke up, she had um, scars here and here and she still has them to this day and they could not explain what happened. So so many years had passed, and then here comes me. And she said, I just want to know. And so I regressed her, and she literally was going through everything. She went to that moment, and then all of a sudden she came out of it. I said, what just happened? She said, all I wanted to know, all I wanted was acknowledgement that, that what had happened. She said, I saw it, and I didn't want to know what happened. She said, I know too many people that have gone through the regression and they have been traumatized. She said, I didn't need, nor do I want that. I just want it to be, to remain a mystery to me. All I wanted to know is that I was indeed um, taken by an alien, that we did indeed have a UFO experience. And she saw it. That's it. She came right out of, the regression. Well, there's there's a lot of people that have gone underneath um, hypnosis and have you know had things like that brought up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I we well, I, you know, Cookie Stringfellow, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cookie was abducted five times. Yeah. You know, and um, she firmly believes that. Yeah. You know, and I how do you believe mine too. how do you take stuff away from people that firmly believe that and somehow I don't. In, this is the thing. That's it's, what I'm saying. They can't be lies. There's got to be truth in that. This is the thing. Is people call me crazy all the time, Dad, and I'm pretty wild. You right. know, I'm, yeah, I'm but you're not crazy and fun. But this is the thing: is when somebody holds it as a truth, they know it to be true. You can't shake it. You can't take that away from them. You can't call them a liar because they don't own that. That's not their reality. Right. So you can say those things. Like you guys could call me a liar, but I know my reality. Does right. my daughter remember it? I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't. I mean, there were so many things that happened in this time frame. My daughter w- was highly intelligent. She was like before, you know, advanced for her time. And all of a sudden at three years old, she started wetting the bed again. 
she she couldn't remember her ABCs and her and and her numbers. She couldn't do it all of a sudden. I'm like, what is going on? And she started talking about the gray man in the window, <laughs> and the window did not exist where he was coming. Have you heard stuff like that before, Mike? Yeah, uh, I've heard that. Uh, the grays are mostly the ones that are involved with abductions. There is one theory that the I'm sorry? It was the grays. Yeah. There's one theory that the grays are just biologically created entities that they are, are programmed to, to do a function, um, the little grays, and then they, they have a, a someone that controls them. Uh, some of our abductions, always inv- all of our abductions that we had, we had three, like I said, they all involved the grays. Um, and uh, they're op- mostly the ones that are prevalent throughout all the abductions that we have. Um, sometimes you get the Nordics. I don't know if you've experienced that in your abductions, the human Scandinavian-looking aliens. They've been reported in abductions in the past, and we've had some reports on a national level with them. Um Working with the Grays, but uh, I, I, you I took it away. They couldn't. They haven't visited me since. But it made me think: could could Bigfoot be an alien? Because we think about it. I don't they're know. Never, they're never caught. There's no bones. Could, could they be well, an alien? Well, I don't know. They if, could well, be. Why couldn't it be? And that. Well, they've been. When there's UFO sightings, with when there's a Bigfoot sighting, there has been UFO sightings associated with them, like a, mm-hmm. something in the sky. Maybe they drop them off or maybe they pick them up. The huh. um, most common theory I hear is that they're probably interdimensional beings because you'll they'll see footprints going along and all of a sudden they just disappear. Like maybe they walk through a portal and just right. keep moving. I, I, I would think agree. that's probably more like what they are. See, I, and I must... I must be a jerk or something over here because I'll tell you something. I don't believe in interdimensional beings. Oh, I totally do. I don't. I have portals in my house, so I know they exist. There's no way to prove it to me. I mean, no, no, I, you're right. I, I can't mean, prove right. it to you. I don't, and, and you I don't, don't have the foresight I, that I have. Right. And, right. And, and there are people that I meet all the time being in the paranormal field who say, oh, it's an interdimensional being or it's – it's you know I, I have senses I see things also I feel things I get messages I get all that stuff but to believe in a portal that you can go from one area to the next I just I I just can't you know what I mean I just, well it's, I just can't do that I, it's it's okay but yeah. that's okay not yeah. everybody it's not set up for everybody right because we talked about consciousness right not everybody is at the same level of consciousness right there are some people that don't have anything as i believe everybody has gifts everybody is psychic Mm -hmm. does that mean everybody is going to be able to see understand what my reality is and what i understand is the universe no just as they're not yeah, going because to there, for you. there's things that you see that I don't see. Everybody, every it, different. different. I mean, we're, we're different, right? But I mean, it stops and but, makes you think, right? But if you choose to illuminate yourself, therefore by going in, doing meditation, asking for that open mind, you will be more illuminated. You will come to more consciousness. Asking for something you'd be amazed what the universe will give you. And I don't necessarily think everybody should go do that because it can cause other things. So the universe also knows uh, maybe who should and who should not be doing this, right? 
because they really have our best interest at heart. I really firmly believe that. So do I think somebody with schizophrenia, for instance, should understand inner portal dimensions? And and interdimensional travel through portals, not necessarily. I mean, they may not. There was. I'm going to bring a case up that that I didn't even take the case, and this is something Mike, you maybe even be able to answer. But we had a lady call um, to tell us that she believed that she was haunted, and I asked, "You mean your house?" She goes, "No, me." And I go, "Can you tell me what's going on?" And she said, "They're in me." They're breaking my bones all the time. They're, they're, I can't sleep because they're constantly all over me. They're in me. I can feel them. I can see them. And so I asked her, I said, so what are they? She says they're aliens. She says they're green. They're gray. She goes, they're all over. They're inside me. They, they break my bones, and then my, my bones heal instantly, and then they break them again. It wouldn't surprise me necessarily. She I mean, be. I just thought she was schizophrenic because, and she would go from, she would call me from a different town, like the next time she called me, she'd be in Batavia, and then the next day she'd call me, she'd be in Canadegua, uh, I mean, 30 miles away from each mm-hmm. other, you know, and, but she would continuously call and say that she was having these issues, hmm. that aliens were inside her, or the aliens were breaking her bones, that they were, they were in her head, they were doing things to her, I mean, have you ever heard of a case like that at all, Mike? I've never heard of a case like that. If they're in you, I would assume it's more of a possession of the demonic right. nature. I think However, right. he might be experiencing an abduction in fragmentation, in a fragmented way. So she might be on an alien ship, and they might be experimenting on her by breaking right. her bones and healing it. But her memory, her consciousness or subconsciousness can't process that so she's only seeing this jumbled mess of images and misinterpreting them but it really could be an abduction it's just that she can't process it that's exactly what i've called i haven't heard from her in almost a year so i i told her she told me that she was in a institution at one time and then I said, I asked her, I said, are you near a hospital? Can you go back there? She goes, if I do, they're just going to lock me back up. Right. Well, and you, you know, abductions that- are a tricky thing. And I, I really don't like doing abductions. MUFON has an abduction team that specializes in abductions. I know the two people that lead the team. And they're very good. They're very resourceful. They're very um, studious in their attempt to do this. But you have to be so careful with abductions. First of all, you have to rule out all the physical, like the mental, anything physical, the drugs. Like there's a lot of medications out there today that are prescription drugs that can give you the symptoms of an abduction or the effects of abduction. And, I mean, I could name them, but, if you know, like a, like high blood pressure, erectile dysfunction, and people say, uh, you know, like having you know, all kinds of issues. There's all these drugs out there that can mimic the symptoms. Sleep paralysis can be caused by subdrugs, and that's a common occurrence with it. So you have to rule all those out. You have to have the psychologist or a psychologist, someone rule out the mental part. And then you have to look at the physical, you know, the physical symptoms before you even consider it to be an abduction. And that's the true way to be scientific about it instead of just saying, oh, you were abducted because you heard a story. I mean, we had... I mean, how many times have you driven down the road and you realize, how did I get to the other side of the, of the road? How, you know, how did I get five miles from here? Well, 
you you lost time. It was you, you're still okay. there. You were driving, but you have that sense of lost time, and that's also kind of common with abductions, and it can be caused by some medications, especially when you're in a state of sleep paralysis. So mm-hmm. you have to rule out all the man-made stuff, but you have to be so careful on it too because these people are very fragile. And right. if you do it wrong, and if you say, yeah, you were abducted, you don't know how they might respond to that. So right. you could cause a bigger problem. So you have to be very, very careful how you handle these things. At least we do because we don't want to injure the person in any way. And that's a big thing about MUFON is your safety and of the witness, you know, physically, mentally, as well as keeping their identity uh, confidential so that no one harasses them. Right. Yeah, we do the they're, same. they're a tricky thing. We do the same thing in the paranormal. I mean, there's confidentiality and and everything that we do. And with someone like that that I was describing, I mean, I pretty much um, connected her to another investigator that had a little more, um, I guess, UFO knowledge, I guess, because that's what she was claiming. So I just, you know, transferred her over to her and, and let it go from there. So I really don't know how it happened. But uh, real quick, I just got to say here, folks, you got um, – a chance here, 10 minutes. you got 10 minutes to make this happen. You can win that shirt. I just asked them, and um, they said, Robert said, I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, well, you need, to, you need to call and, and take a guess. I mean, right now we've, we've got that. I know Jason uh, Whitnell from uh, uh, Ghosts of London has uh, been listening and watching. He's waiting to see who's going to win this shirt and this honorary membership um, to the Ghosts of London. So, if you think you know who it is, or you could take a wild guess, give us a call at 323-642-1102. Just take a guess. You know, maybe we made it too hard on them today. So just take a guess. Don't say it out loud if somebody wrote something. No, so, it, Robert White said, I know it isn't Zach Bacon. <laughs> you never know. Hey, Craig. Take a take a wild shot. Call in three two three six four two one one zero two. Come on, guys! You got to call. You got to let me know who you think Chanel, it is. The first try. caller yeah. with the right the name gets it. Come on, come on! Just call us. I was going to take caller number four, but nobody's playing. So the first the caller. First so the first <laughs> caller that has the right answer will get this. Listen. You got ten minutes. That's it, and then we're going to recycle it to next week. So. Yeah. Um, I feel bad because Jason, you, Jason, Robert. and I worked hard over this the past week to put this together. Fantastic, so, you guys! Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think this is awesome. Now, Mike, does Mufon like does Mufon have any books or journals or anything like that where people can? Pick them up. Do they have their own magazine or anything like that? So they have a monthly journal. If you become a paid, like like any organization, we and nonprofit particularly, you know, we don't get grants or government funding. So again, no CIA money. Mm-hmm. But um, we have money through a membership. Uh, so if you like to join the chapter, uh, you can join it through the MUFON's website. You get a monthly journal, and the journal has gotten a hundred times better than it was when I first started. When I first started, the journal was this little peon, little publication that came out once a month. It was black and white, and it had maybe 10 pages at most. Now it's it's full color. It's glossy. You can get it as a PDF if you like reading online on a Kindle. Um, but 
awesome. the nice thing about the new journal is that it goes into much more case studies. So when you were asking earlier how how that information get out, they provide you know they got the free stuff on the website. You can read about the top ten cases and whatnot. But if you get the journal, you can get a whole case history of different cases throughout the country and throughout the world that are of interest. You know, there's triangle sighting cases, orb sighting cases. Um, some of the leading researchers in the field of ufology have uh, monthly columns, so they'll write something that, that they think is interesting so you can learn about other, from other UFO investigators and researchers. They also have books, so if you go to their website and you go to their store, um, books that they recommend that are pretty cool. good. Um, if you just want a list, you can go to our website, MoveOnCT.com. We have a, a running list of books that we suggest and questions you should ask yourself. Like the biggest one is when you're looking for a UFO book, get a book that lists their sources. Right. If, you're, if you do good research, you're not afraid to tell who your sources are. The books that say, I, got, I know someone, I have a secret source, that's all crap. You want the sources. Right. You know, right. you want to be able to double check it. So, um, yeah. Did you that, that's my suggestion. So either go onto their website, you can get it. If you want the journal, subscribe to it. If you just want to, you know, get books, you can go to our website and we stand by all the book recommendations we have. Cool. cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Hey, Mike, it's been it's been a wonderful it's been wonderful having you here. Sorry about all the mix up earlier. We uh we had yeah, some No issues. worries, not at all. We'd love to have you no back problem. in the future um when we don't have these issues um to kind of go down and you you've definitely opened our eyes to some of this stuff and I really appreciate it. Um, yes, absolutely. I, Fantastic. I, I've been wanting to have a MUFON representative on here and and I would like you like you to be our our resident MUFON. We'd like you to be the person we contact if we have questions on MUFON. That's great. You have my contact information. Now you have myself. So yeah. Give it away to everybody. But, you know, yeah. yeah, I'd love to come back on and ask any questions or answer any questions you have. Do you know if New York has a, a MUFON organization? They have a chapter, yes. Um, okay. I don't know who the state director is personally. Like, I'm not on a one on one basis with him, but you can get that information through the website. Eh, we don't need him. We got you. <laughs> we got you. Hey, you now. got me. You don't need him. Yeah. <laughs> we got you, kid. We got you. So, everybody, we've okay. been sitting here talking with, with Mike Panasello from MUFON, Connecticut. Um, I want to thank you so much. Guys, you have exact five minutes to call in so if you know or have a wild guess on who this is we have five minutes before the show ends so oh. 323-642-1102 call now Mike, oh, oh wait we got a call okay Hold on. Mike um, Hold on. Kristen wants to know if there's a chapter in Chicago uh, who's on the phone there is if she it's wants to know how to get to that chapter MUFON.com um, go under join or get involved Okay. And then they'll say, find your local chapter, and they'll list every state, and whoever the state director is, it'll give you their contact information. Just reach out to them, and they will tell you how to get a, get into one of their meetings. Fantastic. Thank cool. you so much. Okay, All right. we so, have a caller. So who we got on the phone with us? 
This is Robert. Hey, from down under. Hi, Robert. This down is this under. How you this doing? Is down under guy. Yes. Good. Pardon? So you got a guess for us? Yeah, I'll I'll take a guess that it is Zach Baggins. Even you are probably isn't. correct. It is Zach Baggins. <laughs> it is. You, you no, are you are correct. You're correct. You are correct. You are the winner. That's awesome. Okay. So we have our farthest right. listener that we know today. Yeah, somebody from a different country. Yes. <laughs> That's from awesome. Okay. Rob, Robert, do you want to say hi to Mike before we we hang up? <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah, um, today, Mike. For Mike. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Pretty good. Good to meet Thanks you for too. listening. Now, Robert, did you have, Robert, you have UFO sightings and stuff over in Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's Min Min Lodge in the outback desert uh, that usually follow the big road trains. Um, we haven't had much uh, contact with Pine Gap. That's in the Northern Territory, but that's a, a US-run base down over here. That um, they they monitor all the uh, radio and um, satellite transmissions, cell phones, all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of uh, intrigue in that area. No one really knows what goes on in there. Um, <laughs> all right. We gotta go to Australia. Just, uh, there's <laughs> definitely. They get just like we do. <laughs> we gotta go down under. Down under. Yes. Okay. We've got to go down under. Down under. under. <laughs> right. <Crikey. laughs> we need to eat on the barbie. We need to shrimp on the barbie. All right, Robert, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send you a message so we can get we're gonna send you a message so we can get your information so we can get that T-shirt mailed to okay, you in the under All right, awesome. thank you, Robert, for exactly. calling in. All right. All right. Well, Mike, thank you. It, all right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Um, Mike, again, thank you so much for, for playing thank along you. and dealing yeah. with our... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Hey, like, life happens. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think there was a little more going on than just <laughs> life happens. Yeah, it's probably the government trying to shut you down. They don't want to talk about UFOs and disclosure. Oops, we're, we're down to 90 seconds. We're getting a little big for our britches, Mike, so we need to be put in our places. Yes. Before we get off, thank you so much for being on the show. You guys, thank you so much. We love having you here. Yes, and don't forget that next Monday, we have talked about going to Scarefest in Kentucky this year, and we are planning on going and making the four-day weekend. We're going to be there. People. But next Monday at 8 o'clock, God willing, God willing, in our 60 seconds, please tune in next Monday when we talk to Beth Forsythe, who is the voice of Scarefest. He's going to be talking mm-hmm. about Scarefest and everything that happens, and hopefully you guys will tune in. Mike, take care of yourself. It was great having you here. And um, guys, don't forget. Um, do you remember? I remember. What? Wherever there is darkness. There is always delight. Delight. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. Thanks for dealing with our mess. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. We love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> All right, take care. Take yep. care, Bye-bye. Mike. Thanks so Thanks, much. Mike.
You've been listening to Paranormal Talk right here on ParatalkRadio.com. Catch us again next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central, where we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you again to our sponsors and Jay Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, until next time. Remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. ParatalkRadio.com Thank you.